What's up, everybody? It's Monday night, about 20 to 10 on the West Coast. Um, and I just wanted to jump on. This is one of the things I like about having access to this, this setup with Substack, um, that I can just jump on and record a little pod instead of sitting down and writing out some big, long thing where I repeat myself a bunch of times and whatever, whatever. Um, so I want to I wanna talk about um, something that's just been on my mind all day. Um, and the impetus for it, and please don't misconstrue this. Um, I've reached out to my guy, Brendan Fitzgerald. So the, the impetus for this is that I look forward every Monday to getting the super secret Fitz Nation newsletter that pops up in my inbox every day, every Monday, um, from Brendan Fitzgerald, who I consider a friend, who is a colleague, who is somebody I respect and admire. Um, and he wrote kind of the kickoff to his, to his piece or his newsletter today was a few words on London and it essentially talks about the it factor of Patty Pimblett saying like, imagine this Englishman Tom Aspinall goes out, gets the biggest win of his career. And then before that, Arnold Allen goes out and gets the biggest win of his career. And yet the guy that everybody is talking about is sort of the lead story. The guy that stole the show is this unranked UFC sophomore named Patty Pimblett who just has this magnetism to him and just has this gravitational pull to him. It is the it factor. It is charisma. It is all of those things. And I agree a thousand percent with Fitz. That is, that is how this feels. This is, that is how it felt on Saturday night, Saturday afternoon here, even as it was happening, as I was watching it, I knew coming away and you, you could feel coming away because Patty has that personality and has that command presence in front of the camera that he was absolutely going to be the star of this show and the breakaway person that we are talking about the most. And what I've been trying to reconcile all day and what I've been kind of running through in my head all day is whether that's good or not, whether that's the right thing or not. And, and I don't mean right as in there has to be only one answer, only one approach, only one way of doing things, because that's not the way it is. And everybody gets to be a fan the way that they want to be a fan. And everybody gets to be a journalist the way they want to talk about whomever they choose. So that's the starting point for this. For me personally, the fact that Patty Pimblett, after defeating Kazula Vargas, is the biggest talking point and the person um, that stole the show and that everyone is most enthralled with after that event on Saturday feels like there's feels like feels feels like there's something wrong to me. And I say that not as a knock on Patty and not as a judgment on him as a fighter, but on the way this system is built or, or the way we discuss these athletes and the things we focus on. And what I mean is this. Patty goes out on Saturday in his second UFC fight and faces a guy in Kazula Vargas who is one and two going in, coming off a win last time out against the debuting fighter in, in Rongju, and gets a first-round submission win in a fight that he absolutely undeniably was booked to win. If he had lost, it would have been a colossal upset. It would have been 
one of those fights that we'd have been talking about. Oh my God, can you believe he lost? It was it was a breakaway, wide open, uncontested layup to me. And yet there was still that little moment where he kind of stuttered dribbling the ball up court. He eventually made the layup. Everything was fine. Gets the victory. We go on. Arnold Allen at 8-0 in the UFC on a 10-fight winning streak. Follows that up by going out and just absolutely taking it to Dan Hooker, who is someone that has been in the top 10 in the lightweight division for the last two or three, maybe even three or four years, um, who has fought some of the best lightweights on the planet, who previous to that fought some very good featherweights, is a guy of a level and a substance that we understand what it means to defeat Dan Hooker, how good you have to be to beat Dan Hooker. If you look at the guys that have beaten him throughout his career, throughout his UFC career, there's not a bad fighter on there. There's not a guy that wasn't a top 15 fighter on there. And if you want to say Jason Knight wasn't a top 15 fighter, I'll tell you that Hick Diaz was was one tough cuss and probably could have beat some top 15 fighters in the featherweight division if he got a if he got a shot at that time. And yet Arnie isn't the story. He's not the primary story. He's not the guy we're talking about most. Um, Tom Aspinall goes out in the main event and gets his fourth straight UFC victory, his fourth straight stoppage. Um, sorry, fifth straight UFC victory, fifth straight stoppage by beating Alexander Volkov, a guy again. We know the quality. We know the caliber. We know who you have to be, what you have to be, how good you have to be in order to beat him. And nobody has beaten Alexander Volkov the way that Tom Aspinall did. And he does it at home in his first main event, in his first big test, in his first grand coming out opportunity. And yet he too isn't necessarily the story. These two gentlemen that are now on the cusp of title contention in their division where they have beaten top 10, top 15 caliber opponents that we know the level of them aren't the main story. Yet it instead it's this brash sophomore who beat a guy that is most likely going to get cut and that was an that was a layup victory for him that was an absolute guaranteed victory for him is the guy we're most talking about it feels to me like there's a disconnect there it it's not that we can't or shouldn't talk about patty it's that to me <clears throat> excuse me the energy that we commit to talking about Patty and the column inches that we devote to talking about Patty winning a layup fight need to be commensurate, need to be measurable to the way we talk about these athletes that are going out and winning important fights, meaningful fights, challenging fights that put them in contention, that put them on the cusp of fighting for championship gold. Because if we don't, that's how we get to these situations that everybody then comes around and laments that people don't know Arnold Allen, that people don't know Tom Aspinall, that they then need to win one or two more so they become bigger stars and become bigger names and people people talk about more. You can't force these athletes to have 
greater personalities or greater presence in front of the camera. What Patty Pimblett has is an absolute gift. It is undeniable. But as I said on Sunday on the next day takeaways, that charisma isn't going to win him a championship. His skills and his performance in the octagon will. The same way that Arnold Allen not being the same level of personality or Tom Aspinall not being the same level of personality doesn't prevent them from winning a championship. It has no impact, truthfully. It dictates salary. It dictates opportunity. It dictates probably real estate on, on fight cards going forward. But it has no impact on what happens inside the cage. And to me, what it always ends up coming down to is performance inside the cage. And if we're going to lament that guys like Connor, who haven't won a fight in X number of years, are, are potentially going to waltz right back in and fight for a title because he is a personality. And the only reason we now pay attention to Colby Covington is because he has developed this personality to then say and, and look at Patty Pimblett and say, this is the guy we need to fixate on and not these guys that won fights that put them in title to title contention feels like we're just lining ourselves up for those similar situations where these athletes, as they're on the way up, we say, oh, I wish they were more marketable and they need to do a better job of building their name and building their brand and getting themselves out there. And they pile up results and they pile up wins and they get into contention and we say they should be bigger stars and they need to be bigger stars. And then they get to these championship opportunities and we go and, and we see these people on the opposite track that are winning okay fights and, and getting some victories, but they're huge stars and they have a huge name and they have a big following and they're, you know, IG superstars and they're the Patty Pimblets of the world and the Sean O'Malley's of the world. And then they get to that spot where they're kind of gifted opportunities or provided better opportunities and we go well they haven't really earned it and we kind of want each person each of those archetypes to be a little bit more of the other when we as the consumers and we as the people speaking about these athletes on the regular and discussing the importance of these victories and the value of these victories and the abilities of these athletes gravitate so much to the Patty Pimblets of the world where personality becomes our focus, where the things they say and the things they post and the magnetism and charisma that they have become the primary talking points as opposed to, and results become secondary or even tertiary in some cases. It feels like we're setting ourselves up to get to these positions where athletes that have done the work and put in the time and gotten the victories that we demand of these fighters aren't getting their due, but these people that are bigger personalities are getting greater opportunities. Only for us to turn around and say, man, I wish these people that are big personalities had gotten more victories. Well, these people are getting victories now and we're not paying enough attention to them. We're not giving them their time. We're not speaking about the importance of those efforts with the same depth, with the same passion, with the same fervor that we do a Patty Pimblett or we did a Sean O'Malley on his rise. And it just feels like there's something off there to me. It feels like there's a disconnect to me. 
And I know that I'm kind of an outlier at times and very much in the minority at times in the way I look at these things and the way I think about these things and the things I care about. Again, as I said on Sunday, the only thing I ultimately care about is abilities and performance. I just want to see if you can perform inside that cage and I want to see what kind of skills you have. This is a competition of skills, not a competition of personalities. And so I get that I'm going to be the guy over here that everybody's going to say, oh, he doesn't like Patty Pimblet. It's not that I don't like Patty Pimblet. I said on Saturday, both live as it was happening and in my post-fight column on the newsletter, this kid is magnetic and he, he has it. As Fit said, he has the it factor. There is absolutely no denying it. But performance-wise, he still has a lot to prove in terms of his ability to compete in this division and his ability to excel in this division. I don't have, and we shouldn't have those questions anymore about Arnold Allen and about Tom Aspinall. And if we want to know more about their personalities and we want to know more about them, then we as media need to reach out and give them those opportunities. We as media need to say, okay, Arnold Allen, Tell me your story. And it, it it shouldn't be after his ninth straight win in the UFC when he finally gets this co-main event opportunity. This is, this is a thing I've been saying and will continue to say all along. It needed to be several fights ago and continuous and reminding people, oh, hey, this guy's coming. Don't forget about this guy. Same with Tom Aspinall. As soon as he beats Andre Arlovsky, it needs to be a conversation point. Look at this dude. Here's what he brings to the table. Let's get him an opportunity to tell you about himself, to share some of who he is. I've had the pleasure of speaking with Tom Aspinall a couple of times. Wonderful dude. Very thoughtful. I love the way his mind works. I love the way he is processing all of this and, and went into this weekend. And I love the things that he said afterwards because they echo what he said to me beforehand about wanting to remain a mystery for as long as he can because that way people can't necessarily game plan for him. And I said that on Sunday, that that part of his victory on Saturday night was given the, the division just a little snippet of here's what you need to be worried about. But these guys didn't just show up all of a sudden to where we now have the opportunity to talk to them. They've been here for a number of fights. And if they're not bigger stars and everybody, look, the UFC is absolutely a part of this. They need to do a greater opportunity with a number of athletes to give them greater platforms. But I think they've been doing it. I think they've spent time doing things like the origin show, doing things like the various programming, various amounts of programming that are on Fight Pass, where you can go and watch in the lead up to this past weekend, John Gooden. Spending 40 minutes that you can watch a 40-minute one-on-one of him and Muhammad Mukhayev before his UFC debut. Or the various things that Megan O'Levy does with these different athletes sitting down doing interviews and, and whatnot. The stuff is there if you go and find it and consume it. Especially and including from the UFC. And we write about them at UFC.com before every fight. We've got the stories up there. So if you want to know something, and, and me specifically, and yep, this is a little bit of a soapbox for me because it, it is... My wheelhouse. I am the guy that writes Fighters on the Rise. I am the guy that writes 
the fight by fight preview. So I talk about literally every athlete on the card, at least two or three sentences about each one of them on Monday or Tuesday going into that event, plus whatever I do on the newsletter, plus whatever I do in January with the fighters to watch, where I think this year it was 274 fighters. The stuff is there if you go and consume it. You can't turn around and say at the end of it, when they're in those big opportunities and say, man, I wish I knew more about these people if you don't seek out the opportunity to know more about them. And if we're just going to focus our spotlight and give the lion's share of the attention to the guy that won his second fight against a guy that's probably going to be cut, that he absolutely should have beat, that that win, all that win does is just mean it's a second win. That win doesn't hold any weight. That win didn't tell me anything about Patty Pimblett. The performance in, in general and the, and the spectacle of being in, in London absolutely confirmed some things about him having superstar potential and being magnetic and being a potential draw and all of those things. But that effort in the cage didn't necessarily tell me anything. I saw stuff that I already knew because he fought a guy that I knew he was going to beat. But I found out a bunch of things about Arnold Allen. And I found out a bunch of things about Tom Aspinall. And if we're not going to talk about contenders that are posting important victories and dominant victories at that, the way we talk about these people with big personalities and big charisma, then when it gets to the point that these athletes that are earning nine straight victories in Arnold Allen's case, five straight in Tom Aspinall's case, 11 straight in Islam Mahashev's case, whoever it may be, that have these smaller profiles, smaller personalities where they're not out living the IG life, where they're not on Twitter, getting into arguments and fights, causing everybody to put the eyes emoji. When they get to these spots of contention and you don't know them and you think they're not a big enough star, it's because you weren't paying attention. It's because you were devoting more time. It's because more time was given to the Patty Pimblets of the world as they were on the come up. It's because more time was given to the Sean O'Malley's of the world early on when he hadn't beaten anybody. Like this isn't, this isn't that complicated to me. And the fact that we often tend to get to the man, I wish it wasn't just about marketability and, and who the most popular fighter is when we have situations like this, that's when that argument feels so false to me and feels so fake to me and so hollow to me because we're showing time and again that that's what we want to focus on. And if that's what we want to focus on, then that's what's going to be rewarded. That's what's going to mean something. And these athletes that are posting long winning streaks and important victories and dominant performances that live in the shadows are never going to get the attention and the shine that they need to meet that standard that people hold for them being able to be contenders and then being able to be in main event and co-main event opportunities or challenge for championship gold. And so I don't know, I can't tell anybody how to be a fan, who to follow, what to pay attention to. But I know for myself that Tom Aspinall's performance was greater than Patty Pimblett's and that Arnold Allen's performance 
was greater than Patty Pimblett's. And as much as Patty is a wonderful story coming out of Saturday, for me, it is Arnold Allen 1, Tom Aspinall 2, and I don't even think that Patty Pimblett is 3 or 4, maybe even 5. I'm more impressed and more interested in Muhammad Makayev, a 21-year-old uber prospect, coming out and getting his first victory in under a minute. I'm more impressed and more interested in Ilya Tapuria, a 25-year-old that is now 12-0 as a pro and finishing everybody and just looking like a badass surviving that head kick from Jai Herbert in the first round. I'm more interested in Paul Craig continuing to post victories and Jack Shore continuing to post victories than I am the, the guy that's clearly magnetic, that undeniably is a superstar in terms of his popularity but hasn't proven anything to me yet inside the octagon. And I guess that I'm different. I guess that I'm the outlier here. I guess that I'm the one that that seems to be approaching this wrong, incorrect, contra to everyone else. But it just feels weird to me that we put so much importance on personality and marketability and it factor early in these stages and early in these careers and and for different people when at the end of the day the thing I think we all want and maybe maybe this is where I'm wrong is to see the best fight the best and the best isn't about having the biggest personality the best isn't about having the best walkout it's not having about having the most IG followers or Twitter followers or getting the most engagement whenever you're on these larger platforms it's about performing when you step through the octagon doors arnold allen did that on saturday night tom aspinall did that on saturday night against world-class competition and they shouldn't have to play second fiddle to a guy that made a breakaway layup that's just me i know i'm probably like i said i'm probably the outlier with it um I just wanted to, as always, let me know what you think. Um, hit me on Twitter. Hit me in the comments. Um, we'll be back probably with a couple more podcasts this week. Truthfully, I really, I'm, I'm really starting to enjoy this. Um, we'll have the full Columbus Fight Week content on the newsletter um, throughout the week. Check out the Fitz Nation newsletter. Find your way to sign up for it. Hit up Fitz on Twitter. Um, He'll let you know how to how to get in on the on the super secret fits newsletter every Monday. Get hype about this card on Saturday. It is a really good card. I will be here the rest of the week to to help get you hyped. Pay attention to these people that win fights, man. Pay attention to these athletes that stack victories, whether they're big personalities or not, because at the end of the day, performance matters. Results matter. That's the that's the thing that tells us who the best is not personalities, not anything else. Take care of yourselves rest of the week. Uh, we'll talk to you later in the week. Enjoy the newsletter, subscribe, all of that stuff. Hit me with your thoughts anywhere you can. Be good to yourselves. Be good to one another. We'll talk soon.